On today's episode, we are going to talk about Microsoft. They just reported earnings today, and I'm super excited because this is a tier one stock for me. On today's episode, we're going to look at their recent earnings. We're going to look at some of their financial numbers, and I'm going to end with some of my thoughts. Like always, if you're new to the channel, make sure to subscribe and don't forget to hit the thumbs up. It helps the channel out so much. Remember, none of this should be taken as advice as I am not a professional. And also, let me know in the comments below, what are you doing with Microsoft right now? Are you buying? Are you selling? Are you holding? Are you? Do you not even care about Microsoft? And while you're down there, don't forget to join the Discord channel. It's free to anybody that wants to join. I'm very active there. You guys can ask questions. I post every time I buy a stock, so make sure to check it out. And while you're down there, don't forget to click the Webull link. If you sign up and, and follow those rules, we both could get a free stock. Sometimes they even do specials where we can even get two free stocks. So that's that's great for both of us. So like I mentioned, today we are taking a look at Microsoft ticker MSFT to all my podcast listeners. Stock price right now is sitting at $209. It's down about 2%, not even, about 1.66% after hours after reporting earnings market cap is about 1.6 trillion dollars year to date returns right now for for microsoft are about 33 percent um and it is about 10 percent down from its all-time highs so first let's just start off with an overview of earnings this is for quarter one of 2021 gap earnings per share were a dollar and 82 cents which beat by 28 cents revenue was 37.2 billion dollars which was up 12.4 percent compared to same time last year and that beat guidance that beat expectation by about 1.4 billion dollars that's those are both some nice beats in my opinion when we're looking at earnings per share and revenue so let's take a quick look at, at, at microsoft's revenue breakdown so microsoft has three segments that they collect the revenue First, we have the productivity and business process. This is when you have like your Office 365 that consumers use or your Office 365 that enterprises use or other software that Microsoft has that enterprise or other businesses use. And that makes up $12.3 billion. That was up 11% compared to the same time last year. Next, we have the intelligent cloud. This is obviously Azure and any other clouding, clouding enterprise stuff that they have that's 13 billion dollars and that's up 20 percent compared to same time last year then we have more personal computing here you have your oem windows you have your surface revenue you have your xbox revenue and that's about 11.8 billion dollars and that's up six percent compared to same time last year and we're going to take a closer look later on at this but it is pretty impressive how that intelligent cloud is growing dramatically 20 percent compared to same time last year another thing i want to show you guys is this is pretty cool they have three segments and within those three segments they're very close to each other so i like to see that because it means not one sector is kind of pulling the whole weight for for microsoft Right now, Intelligent Cloud is probably pulling that growth weight, but overall, in the revenue aspect, there's not one really, really being the top dog. This quarter, Microsoft did return about $9.5 billion to shareholders in a form of repurchase and dividends. And that's that, I mean, that's insane, right? That they're able to pay almost $10 billion to investors and still have money to use to grow their company. This is, we're going to see a crazy money making machine. They also did give guidance for quarter two, and a lot of people are believing this guidance were uh, is a bit weak. And one of the driving force of of having that two percent down. So they mentioned for the productivity and business process revenue to be somewhere between twelve point seventy five to thirteen billion dollars. Again, this is twelve point three this quarter, so they're seeing a bit of growth there. So that one's actually pretty strong. 
Next, they have the Intelligent Cloud Revenue. They're expecting somewhere between 13.55 to 13.8. Again, that's higher than this quarter. Overall consensus was 13.75. So consensus is only is almost at the top of their top range. So that's something many investors don't like to see. They want to see that consensus right between the range that they give you. Then more personal computing sales are expected to be 13.2 to 13.6. Overall consensus, we're expecting somewhere around 14 billion. Um, so it seems like a lot of people were, were expecting more from, from Microsoft in the upcoming quarter with these personal computings. And to be honest, I honestly, uh, I thought those were some strong numbers that they gave. Uh, but I guess I understand holidays are coming up. The new Xbox console is coming out. Um, they just released a new phone and all these other hardwares that Microsoft has. I, I can see why consensus was a bit higher, but Microsoft, I feel, is playing it a bit on the conservative side. Microsoft also warned that negative gross margins are going to be impacted from the console sales due to the investment in the platforms. So I don't know if many of you guys know, but Microsoft and like Place and Sony, they don't really make money from the console themselves. They actually usually sell the consoles for either a break even or sometimes maybe even at a loss because then they make the money from the games and all the content they sell inside of there. Um, so they're willing to take that loss. But Microsoft is saying, hey, this upcoming quarter, we're going to sell a lot of Xboxes. So obviously, we're going to be taking some form of hit on there. So we're going to see negative gross margins impacted in the next few quarters, which is understandable. They do mention that this outlook that they're giving right now does not include game publisher Batista. I forget the actual name of how, how they uh, how they pronounce it, but these are the people that created Skyrim, I believe. Is this them? They, which Microsoft acquired in September. So I do believe that maybe investors right now might not understand that. And they saw that 14 billion consensus and Microsoft is only doing 13.2 to 13.6. But if it's not acquiring this game publisher um, company, that extra revenue from there can probably push it to that 14 billion so it's just some things to keep a note of all right so now let's take a really quick look at the highlights from each segment that we looked at so productivity and business process like i mentioned this is the office for commercial so office for business or enterprise this type of revenue has seen 21 percent com growth compared to the same time last year as seats have increased by 15 percent. that is insane in my opinion then we have office consumer this is like you and I, when we have Office Microsoft 365 on our computers, consumer subscribers increased 27%. They now have 45.3 million people subscribe to Office 365. They've also seen very strong strength in LinkedIn. LinkedIn revenue grew 16, 16%. LinkedIn revenue grew 16% and LinkedIn sections grew about 31% with record levels of engagement. So if anybody out there is trying to create a business or try to bring a social aspect linkedin is actually showing to have a strong amount of engagement so just something i want to share with you guys in the intelligent cloud the biggest platform here we have azure that one that revenue grew 48 percent compared to the same time last year now when we take a look at the more personal computing the more personal computing gaming revenue grew 22 percent xbox content service revenue grew 30 percent driven by the strength of third-party titles and also this new xbox game pass subscription that they kind of released if you guys don't know xbox is entering that clouding market it's actually acting entering like that streaming that streaming platform it's like a netflix for games and that's that xbox game pass subscription and it's pretty amazing and i think it's ridiculous that they're seeing that type of growth in that segment 
even before the actual game systems have come out. When the new consoles come out, this is probably going to see stronger growth with stronger game, gaming revenue. One thing I did want to mention too is here we have the search search revenue and this is from their bing advertisement they mentioned that search advertising revenue has decreased about 10 percent because there has been a reduce of customers advertising um and the amount they're 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 spending on these advertisements the reason i wanted to put that there is i know there might be a lot of people who are long on facebook who are long on google this is just more i'm, I'm not saying anything is going to happen or how the price might react to it but it's something to take a note of if hey Facebook and Google are both very strong with revenue based on advertisement system. So if Bing is seeing a form of a decline, maybe these other platforms might also see a decline. So I just wanted to mention that. All right, now let's take a quick look at some of their financial numbers. The first thing is their balance sheet. Microsoft is one is a company that has one of my favorite balance sheets next to Google, next to Facebook. I, I believe those three giants have, have one of my favorite balance sheets at all. So the, right now they have about total cash and short-term investments of about 137 138 billion dollars that that to me is just insane I, I can't imagine how much how much 138 billion dollars would be in singles how much space that would take but look out of long-term debt they have about 57 billion dollars in long-term debt so this company has pretty much enough cash to pay off all its debt total liabilities for this company has actually decreased compared to um, a quarter ago so a quarter ago they had about 183 billion dollars in total liabilities now they have 177 when assets have actually not moved at all so that's good we're seeing a decrease in, in liabilities but we're seeing either we're seeing a flat line in assets uh, another thing is microsoft is a money-making machine so for them i don't if they didn't have a balance sheet like they did right now it still would be okay with me because if you're making money it's okay for you to be a little bit more leverage if this was a company that was not making money, I'm usually a little bit more stricter on their balance sheet. But Microsoft is making money and they have a great balance sheet. So uh, again, this is why Microsoft is easily a tier one stock for me, especially because of the markets is hitting. Next, I want to show you guys just how much money this company is making the cash flow. Net cash flow from operations is $19 billion. That is ridiculous. They do spend a lot of their money on common stock purchase and dividends. About $10 billion goes into that alone. So they still have enough money to make everyday to make everyday improvements in their business. And there's still enough to pay that much money to investors. I also want to take a look at their future growth. Microsoft is expected to grow 9.6% average annual growth for the next three to five years. And their earnings are also expected to increase over that time. 9.6% in my opinion is very strong for a company this size, right? This is no longer a growth company. This is one that I would consider more like a stable growth, right? It, it's kind of done through his its its growth phase, then it went through its, sta its stabilization phase, and now it's picking back up to some form of growth because it's hitting these other markets. I also wanted to take a quick look at some of their historical numbers first. If we take a look at revenue growth here, for the past three years, Microsoft has grown revenue over 12%. Again, for a company this size, very, very impressive. Now let's take a look at their gross margins. One, thing's, uh, one thing I'm seeing throughout the years are gross margins are uptaking a little bit and by little. And if we take a look at profit margins, profit margins are also, there might be some volatility around its way, but the overall trend is an uptrend. 
and i believe the main reason for this is that movement to cloud right if you guys remember maybe about five six years ago when we used to use microsoft office we would have to buy some form of cd or we would do some digital code all those stuff would probably cost a lot more money especially the disk there was a cost to produce those disks and everything else now as everything's moving in digital everything moving into the clouding market they're saving margins on not making those disks and not making those boxes and shipping those products so I do believe that's one reason why we're seeing a nice increase in, in gross margins and profit margins. The second thing is that move to cloud. Cloud has amazing margins right now. So that's also helping the company out. Next, I just wanted to show the cash flow of this company. As revenue is increasing, so is that net cash flow from operations. Operating cash flow margins are in a bit uptick. Same with free cash flow margins. So this company keeps about 40 almost 40 percent of its revenue a little bit over actually over 40 percent of its revenue is is kept as operating cash flow margins and over 30 percent of its revenue is kept as free cash flow margins this a money-making machine no no doubt about it so now let me give my thoughts on microsoft so microsoft right now has a forward pe ratio of 29.09 this is actually uh I, I want to say it's pretty tame for how the overall market is at right now. So the first thing I wanted to do is compare it to another company in, I want to say, similar size and similar growth. The one I thought I thought of the most was Apple. Apple's forward P.E. ratio is about 30.11. So they're very similar in valuation. So when we're looking at price forward P.E. ratios and we compare it to some other competitor or to someone else in similar businesses, what we're doing is not trying to see if they're undervalued or overvalued in regards to to their true valuation it's more to see if they're undervalued or overvalued in response to the overall market and right now it seems like they're fairly valued amongst its peers um so right now microsoft easily for me like i mentioned a tier one stock why is it a tier one stock it's hitting the gaming industry it's being very aggressive with the with the types of acquisitions and the moving into the cloud gaming it's in the cloud market that is seeing huge growth and the overall subscription-based products is amazing they're, they're gonna have they're gonna we're seeing improvement in margins strong balance sheets so even though it's not a super growth company it's a company i don't mind growing because i i do believe it's still going to be a better investment than the overall market as well as paying dividends and obviously buying back shares to me microsoft is going to stay a tier one uh and this quarter, I believe, was amazing for Microsoft. We saw strong numbers, uh, and I'm very excited to see the upcoming quarters for, for Microsoft as things progress, especially in that gaming sector. I want to see how much more aggressive they get there. And the clouding market, the Azure, is still seeing some strong growth. To me, Microsoft, I, I personally wouldn't mind adding to my position at these levels either. I, would, I wouldn't mind increasing overall. But for me, I don't believe I would enter in a big, big position at once. And that's just the way I invest. For me to probably even think about investing, I would probably have to see Microsoft at around $170, maybe $180 to really buy in. Maybe whenever this forward PE ratio reaches about 25, I want to say around closer to 25 is when I would most likely buy really heavy of Microsoft. But right now with this valuation it is valued very similar to other companies in its level so i don't mind buying a bit and just increasing my overall exposure so like always i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode i enjoy doing my tier one stocks and learning more about them and i hope let me know some of your tier one stocks i love to learn so take care guys have a good night and see you next time